Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. I'm very excited because I'm about to meet somebody that I really, really admire. We've never met before. She's a very, very famous American makeup artist and the owner of the brand that was Bobby Brown. And she's just about to launch a new line of products called Jones Road. And they will be launching in the UK at Liberties in London uh, the third week of October. So I'm dying to meet her and I hope you'll enjoy our chat. Well, this is very exciting. I'm talking to Bobby Brown from New Jersey, right? Are you in New Jersey? I am. I am. We're just 12 miles outside of the city. So it's the perfect thing that you get both. I like being outside. Absolutely. Also, New Jersey is beautiful, isn't it? It is. It's kind of one of those best kept secrets because people don't have a great impression of New Jersey. And it's really lovely. It almost looks like England. I'm looking outside of my rainy window and all the greenery and the park. So it's really pretty. I've spent many, many, many months and years in America. Um, and so we often, when my husband, who's an actor and producer, he was doing a play on Broadway and we used to, on his days off, we used to drive across out of Manhattan and go into New Jersey to a place called Greenwood Lake. Do you know that? I don't. I don't. I think it's quite north because half okay. of the lake is in New Jersey and half is in New York. Okay. So, but okay. it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was an hour out of New York and it was like being yeah. in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Absolutely. The, the New Jersey airport is right in the middle of the biggest, like, you know, gasoline and dump and every bad thing. So people fly into Newark, New Jersey, and they're like, oh, New Jersey's awful. Because when you fly when you fly from London, Newark is is actually one of the airports you can fly into. And it's easier to get into Manhattan than going to JFK. Just a little tip for anyone going to New York. <laughs> so this is exciting. Your new brand, which is called Jones Road, correct? Yes, Jones Road Beauty, yes. It's about to launch properly in UK, is that is that right? Yes, yeah, I, I can't believe it's, you know, it's actually happening because we've been talking about it for a while. And when I thought about, you know, we've been shipping to the UK from, from the US and now we will be shipping to the UK from the UK, which is great. And also I needed one place that people could go in and touch and feel without opening up retail because we're really not a retail brand and I actually was connected and they jumped and it's Liberty. Wow, so, that's brilliant. You know, my favorite store. Liberty is like no other store in the world. So I'm pretty excited. That is. Are you, are you going to come over for the launch? I am. I Ooh. am absolutely coming over and I cannot wait. And, um, you know, I it's what you might or might not know about me. I am a weird Anglophile. <laughs> I'm right now looking at one of my favorite pieces of art of the queen. Um, I have a few of them. I have, you know, couches with the UK flag. I, I, I have dog beds with the UK flag. I have a hotel <laughs> in New Jersey that literally is inspired by all my hotels I stayed in the UK. So I'm, I, I do have a problem with it. Well, you're an 
honorary English woman, obviously. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, I mean, we're we're speaking, as I should say, the week we've lost our dear Queen. So it's been quite quite an extraordinary week here. But um, but you know, talk about amazing women. She has to go down in history as one of the the greats, I think. Well, it's also felt, you know, with with I'm sure less punch in the stomach here. It's all people are talking about, and yes, yeah, she was the most incredible. It was she was my number one, you know, reason. Who who haven't you met yet? I mean, of course, it was the Queen. I got, you know, I had I had breakfast with one of her granddaughters once, and she got my husband and I a private tour of Buckingham Palace. The Queen was not in residence, but it was pretty amazing. So yeah, I think amazing. it was, yeah. So the woman, the woman, you know, she just carried on. I mean, she, she did. Just, she just did. She was, she was extra. I, I was lucky. I got to meet her a few times. I mean, we didn't, we didn't become buddies, but I've met her and she was, it just amazed me because she was always so charming and so kind of well read about everyone she was meeting because she met so many people day after day after day. And, um, and she, she was just so gracious. She knew who Twiggy was. <laughs> so yeah well she may have done <laughs> so this jones road is is just to explain to our listeners it's a makeup line correct yes and, it's, and, and beauty products correct right right so i probably people know me best as the founder of bobby brown cosmetic which i founded with my husband over 30 years ago and we sold to a big corporation after four years. And I stayed as an employee running the brand for 22 years. Wow. And I left. And when I left, I was 59.5 or six years <laughs> old without a thought of what I was going to do. And, you know, I've, I've worked my whole life. I've raised three kids while I was working. And all of a sudden I found myself, wow, you know, here's an open book. And a lot of women, you know, of certain ages go through this. Yeah. But I didn't have an idea for the makeup line, but I started doing what I love. I love doing makeup. I went back in the studio. I started, you know, a couple different companies. I renovated a hotel. I started a digital website called justbobby.com. And then I, I got an opportunity to create a masterclass on how to do makeup. And that just kind of like lit my fire. And I just had this idea for a makeup line that honestly doesn't really look like makeup on your face, things you don't have to fix. But when you put it on, you say, Oh, my God, I just look so much better. The formulas are are luminous. They they do what they need to do. They're amazing formulas. And it's been two years. And it's really hit a nerve. We've grown incredibly, you know, quickly. And, you know, my biggest problem is all I do is have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, listen, I think you are, your name is synonymous with, you know, I mean, you revolutionized the, the beauty industry all those years ago with, you know, doing that natural look and the natural lipsticks. And so I, you know, I think everyone's going to be so excited that this is coming to the UK. Yeah. And then, and then what happens when you have a big brand, you do have that, you know, those things, and I was known for it, but then you start adding things because different markets want it, and all of a sudden, 
it, it really was way bigger than I ever anticipated. And I had to approve products that I just didn't like. And so I wow. am so happy to be the boss again. Oh, I um, see. When the bigger corporation took over. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But I stayed 22 years. So, you know, there was a lot of good times, you know, and I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I learned, by the way, everything that you need to know in business that I would have learned in business school. But more importantly, I learned the, the important lesson, which is what not to do. Right? <laughs> it's true. Which is not to waste time, not to waste energy, not to waste resources, and just to make decisions without a committee. How interesting. How interesting. So when you 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 were born right in Chicago, am I right? Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Suburbs. Yep. And yep. when you were a little girl, did you was it your dream to kind of be a makeup artist? You know, sometimes when you're very young, you know what you want to do. And sometimes people just, some something happens to them, like what happened to me? I mean, I didn't dream what I was going to do. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to go to college and, and be a dress, I wanted to do dress designing. That's what I wanted to do. Not too late, Twiggy. <laughs> well, I've done, I have done lots of lines, but, but, um, but all I'm saying is I, it doesn't always go to plan. So when you were a little girl, did you, well, I used to play with makeup. My mother was gorgeous and glamorous and, you know, she was 21 when I was, wait, she was 21 when I was born. So she was just very young and, you know, I, she used to do her eyes a la Twiggy and then it turned <laughs> into Jackie O. And so that's how I grew up. So makeup has always been a big part of me. But for my makeup journey is different because my mother was so glamorous and I was not glamorous. I was you know, a little bit chubby and I was not just the glamour girl. So I would use my mom's makeup to make me look prettier. And my role model is who you probably know is Allie McGraw. When I saw Love Story, cause she was brunette because every other model was blonde and tall and, you know, and waif-like. And she was a normal person with freckles. So I'll tell you a funny story. When I first came to work in New York and I was 17 years old and I'd been discovered the year before and Diana Vreeland, who was the the editor of American Vogue, so she was like the most powerful woman in fashion. She brought me over to New York. And while I was there, I got an advertising job for a big fabric company and the photographer was a darling, darling man. I don't know whether you ever worked with him, called Melvin Sokolsky. I, I know him and sad, sadly we lost him a few weeks ago actually but he was extraordinary and an amazing photographer and I worked with him for two weeks on this campaign and his assistant at his studio was a young girl called Ali McGraw oh, wow. <laughs> before, before she became an actress before wow. isn't that amazing she was yeah, so that is amazing and and she's aged in this beautiful way let her hair grow out gray she lives in New Mexico and at, you know, at one time I tried to get her in some of the campaigns and the only way to get her, by the way, is to call her. She doesn't have, I don't even think she has an email. So really? I do, have, yeah, I do. Have I wonder if it's the same number. I might have to call her. So I knew Ali McGraw before she was Ali McGraw. <laughs> oh, wow. That is, that's an amazing story. I know. And, and, you know, so my love of makeup was based on wanting to be prettier and my mother did the most amazing thing where she sat me down 
And when I told her I didn't want to go to college and she insisted, she said, what do you want to do? I said, mom, I have no idea. She said, okay, forget what you want to do with your career or how you're going to make money. But if today was your birthday, what would you want to do? I could have said anything. I could have said, you know, go to Paris. I could have said, eat some bakery items. But I said, I want to go to the department store and play with makeup. She said, well, why don't you be a makeup artist? I said, I don't want to go to beauty school. She said, no, I'm sure there's a college somewhere. There wasn't, but I found a college that let me create my own degree called Emerson College. So I have wow. a degree. I have a degree in theatrical makeup. Now I know it's entrepreneurship is what I learned because I just had to make things up. Yeah, but you obviously had a kind of entrepreneur brain that you didn't know you had. You must have, you know, to come up with that kind of idea. Yeah, but you know what else I have, which I don't know how to teach people to do? I'm really naive. <laughs> like, I just don't think things, <laughs> I don't think things are not going to work out. Well, you, you, you're a, a woman who thinks that the glass is half full, right? Not half empty. Yes. I, oh. I'm like that, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because when I think of all that, you know, I didn't plan, you know, what happened to me happened. And I certainly didn't plan, you know, to go into films or go on Broadway. But, you know, when the chance came along, my attitude was, well, I'm a bit scared and I don't know whether I can do it, but... I might as well have a go because, you know, the worst that can happen is they'll tell me I'm dreadful. They won't kill me. <laughs> you know what? And, and, you know, for it's like hashtag why not? Why not? And I, and you, and I, I think that's a really, really good lesson to give to young, young people. Yeah. And, and to all people, by the way, there's women that are a certain age and their kids are out of the house or they just got divorced or they're completely sick of commuting and doing the same corporate job they've been doing. Well, guess what, guys? Pay attention to yourself. Think about what you actually love. And Ace, if it's a money problem, I always say start doing it on the side and then figure out like how you could turn it into a career. You know, it's, it's passion is so important. No, I agree. I, I mean, you're lucky and I'm lucky that we ended up being in a world and doing a job that we absolutely love. I mean, I, I'm... In my, I've got a big birthday coming up next week, you know, and I'm st I'm still doing new things. And well, this podcast came out of the blue when the horrible COVID hit, and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not very technical, I'm not very good online, but I thought, well, it might be fun. And I rang a th few of my mates up that I thought would do it for me, and here we are, you know, we're into our third year now, and it's been it's so lovely, and so, and I've learned a lot. I'm I'm becoming quite technical. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I, you learn things. And I do, I handle a couple of our Instagrams, you know, there's still some issues, but what I'm really good at is making sure I have some young person near me to kind of help me. Now you have, you've been married for quite a long time. 34 years, 34 years. Yeah. Yep. We, yeah. We actually, we're 34 this year. Ah. Did, you, did you get married in 88? Yes, I did. Yeah. What month? Yeah. Uh, September 10th, we just celebrated. Oh, we're September 23rd. Oh. Uh, and you know where we got married? Because I know you spend your summers there, Sag Harbor. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> you're kidding. In a house or a restaurant? In, or? A friend, in one of our dearest friends' uh, houses under their weeping willow tree. Oh, wow. Have, do you come back? We, well, we, ha we haven't been back to America since 
the dreaded COVID hit. But um, before that, we'd come into the States every year. And um, one of the friends, we lost this this last year, but um, the female part of the family, we still are in touch with. They okay. don't live in SAG anymore, but okay. um, uh-huh. um, but it holds a very special place in our hearts. And, I, and, I, and both of us have performed at the lovely theatre there. Right, right. So, oh. yeah. so we have a very close link. <laughs> yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Yeah. And you've got three boys, right? Yes, I have three boys, and I am eight days away, eight days away from becoming a grandmother. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh you my wait. god! It's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, How many do you have? My daughter's given me two. Uh-huh. Uh, a little girl of seven and a little boy of two and uh-huh. a half. And uh-huh. my stepson has got three. So between us, we've got five. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, most of my friends have grandchildren and I've been watching them. And it's just, I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait. And It's something, well, you, you wait. It's something that you can't describe. I knew that I would love them. But it's mm. it's oh it's much 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 bigger than wow. that. It's it's yeah. extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Oh. Yeah. It's See very how the things deep. about getting older, guys. There's so many good things about getting older. Absolutely. And does yeah. is is it your eldest son who's having the baby? I know it's my second son. We had two weddings during the pandemic. One of my sons, the first wedding was my second son who married this, you know, amazing woman who's the head of my social media at Jones Road. She's also Indian. So I'm very excited to see this beautiful mixed, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. Do you you know what it is? It's a, yes, it's a she. It's a she. (laughs) Yeah. So I've only bought one thing so far. So you've what? You've only got what? I've only bought one thing so oh, far. Yes. Okay. Yes, I bought her a baby Hermes towel in pink. Oh, how glamorous! <laughs> For my house. For your house. Oh well, yeah. like you just wait. It's it's the best experience. You might want to end up stealing her because that's yeah. what's happening. I, I said to my daughter last week, I think I might break in one day and steal Aww. them. <laughs> so then you were at school and you, your mum let you go to do this course. Then how did you get kind of into the industry as a makeup artist? Right. So when I was there, I just I just poured my heart into everything. I just kept trying all these different makeup things. When I had to do a, you know, a film for my film class, I designed the film around makeup that I wanted to do. And I graduated college and I did probably the most important thing is I waitressed for a year because I was very worried how I was going to support myself because there's really no jobs. You don't get a job unless you go work for, you know, a TV show, a news show. And I really wanted to work in fashion. So I moved to New York City, not knowing a soul, and I didn't know what to do. So I took out the yellow pages, I opened them up, I looked up modeling, modeling agencies, I looked up photographers, and I just started with a really bad portfolio, calling people up, filling my date book with a pen, filling my date book and going to see people. 
So I did that for a while. And then I started doing what they call tests, which are, you know, you do a free shoot and you get a picture as, as your payment. So you get a little bit better portfolio. And then eventually I got a break. Someone hired me for a magazine. I lied and said I did hair and I do not. <laughs> um, I'm like, of course, it was something for Vogue, actually. Wow. So I decided not to lie anymore because I was too nervous because I do not know how to do hair. So I just started, you know, going and it took me seven years to, to get a Vogue cover. That was my wow. dream. Seven years. And who, who, who was the Vogue cover? Can you remember? Yeah, of course. I remember Naomi Campbell. Wow. Um, and Patrick DeMarchelier. And oh. it was amazing. Um, pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that is an amazing moment, isn't it? Yeah. I, rem- I remember, I think my first Vogue cover was, I think it was Richard Avedon, actually. Yes. And um, that was pretty awe-inspiring for me. I was 17 years old, so... Wow. It was and, amazing. And I, never, and I never got to work with Mr. Avedon. I never, you know, I was not famous enough, big enough. So, you know, I had the next generation. I would say, because you're that much younger than me, you know, because yeah. I, I only, I, when I worked with him, well, I was 17. He was probably in his mid-late 30s, I would think. Wow. Wow. But wow. he was, he was so innovative and, you know, he was, because I'd, I'd only really worked on teenage magazines in England. I'd done yeah. a bit in Paris for Elle magazine, but they were very teenagery kind of pictures. And then when I got to New York and I worked with Richard Avedon, he kind of, he was, he was doing this thing where he would get his models to leap through the air. He was doing that movement thing, which had never really been done before. So, uh, and just to work, he was, he was extraordinary. Oh. Um, changed my life, really. It was amazing. Wow. But, um, I, I have so many questions for you. I know this is your podcast, but I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Go on, then. Well, no, this you- is, it's a chat. I know, but come on my podcast because I've, I've got 10 million questions. I also have a podcast. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, mine is called The Important Things, so it could be anything from your favorite underwear to your favorite. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll come on. That'd be great. <laughs> well, now, now it's your, you, you have to do the heavy lifting. No, I, <laughs> I love, I'm, so, I'm very curious. Are you a curious person? I think so. Yeah, I think I am. I'm, I'm quite, um, I mean, considering I've been in the public eye since I was 16, I, I'm still quite, I'm still quite shy. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable around people I know and people I admire. And I'm not very good in big crowds or um, we were at somebody's house the other week and somebody at Glastonbury was coming up, you know, the big music festival. Right. And one of the younger girls said, oh, Twigs, are you coming to Glastonbury? And I <laughs> said, oh, my God, I can think. <laughs> I mean, I love watching it on the TV, but the thought yeah. of being uh. amidst thousands and thousands of people i said no thank you so i've never been to glastonbury sadly but i do watch it on the tv <laughs> or for me coachello i've never been to coachello but have you heard of that festival i have it's huge isn't it coachella sorry oh, coachella. they did one i wanted to go to and the the, the funny name was called old cello because it was it was all like the rock groups and older musician oh, okay <laughs> and it was ramping, and my husband said i'm we are not going to old cello <laughs> it really fun. so you didn't go we didn't go he didn't no. want to go 
and they don't. No, I, I guess I, they don't do it anymore. I'm. I think I'm with him. I think. I yeah. Think. Watch it on the t- TV. Um, now, along with all your makeup lines and your products, you've written nine. No, I read nine books. That's amazing. Yeah. I have written nine books, and for I don't know how to type, so they've all been they've all been either written by hand or I'm pretty good with some of the technical things available. I I have a microphone, I talk oh, into okay. the microphone, and someone then my process is someone will type it up, yep, print it out, and hand me a pen, and I, you know, then I make my edits. I hand it back. Because a, a lot of your 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 thing really is about wellness as well. It's not just about makeup and beauty, right. isn't it? Because don't I mean I'm sure you feel like I I do. Well, I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but you know a lot of the time beauty has to come from within, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, it has to come. It's such a big circle, a round circle. It has to come from health first of all. If you're not healthy, you don't feel good. You're not going to look good. And it's you and your skin's not going to look good. You know, your skin's an organ. So if you're not feeding it the right way, it's not great. So I, but it's also, I do think that, that people that aren't nice people, genuinely nice or happy people, they could be really beautiful. They don't come off as beautiful. You're so right. Years and years ago, because you know, when I, again, when I started modeling, you know, I was this funny little kid really. And I, 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 I kind of hated what I looked like, as most teenagers do. And I remember in New York meeting this model, you know, because I was quite small for a model. I'm only five foot six. And this creature came into the room and she was five foot 11 and so breathtakingly beautiful. And for some reason, we got to know her and her husband. I can't remember now, but... She wasn't a very nice person. <laughs> he was he was nice. Wow. And over that two weeks, her beauty faded mm-hmm. because she wasn't a very nice person. She was horrible to him. She wasn't particularly friendly to us. And it, and it was so interesting. Yeah, I know. And, and, and a lot of, and I realized, because I've worked with a lot of those celebrities or, or models, there's usually something going on right? There's some deeper thing going on for them not to be nice. Sometimes it's insecurity. Other times it's, you know, not, not, it's not health. It's, there's a wellness issue. Yeah. Do you think that sometimes within our industry, and I say our industry being, you know, modeling, acting, singing, performing, sometimes that breeds the wrong thing into some people that, because it doesn't always make them happy is I think what I'm trying to say. And and it's also not easy. Like people don't understand if you book a job or you have a gig, you have to show up. And some days you just don't feel your best. You know, I mean, I, after this podcast, I have a full day shoot. I'm not a hundred percent at my best. So I know I'm going to drink a ton of water, a bunch of herbal tea and, and I'm adding green powder. Like when I'm really sluggish, and, and I'm only sluggish because it's my own fault. When I eat bread and pasta, the next day I'm sluggish. So oh, that's I, interesting. But, yeah. you know, there's. I, you're right, actually, because well, I don't think I could give up bread. Though. That's it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of my favorites, too. I used to not eat it because of my weight and how I feel. And then I realized I could eat a small amount, a small amount of it and enjoy it, and it doesn't affect me. 
when I, you know, for me, it's all portion. I'm, I'm a teeny person. I'm five foot tall. So, Are you? <laughs> so, you know, I don't have a lot of space and, you know, I did walk away from dinner. We went out with a friend last night with a really, almost a stomach ache because I ate too much. So, yeah. you know, I no, walked I, a little bit. I agree actually. And I, I, I mean, I'm not as tiny as I was, but I, you know, I, I, and I don't watch my weight and I love my food and I love cooking, but I, I do, I eat until I'm full. And then I stop. My husband always says, you know, he grew up, he's six years older than me. So he grew up, he was kind of middle of the war baby and you grew up and you ate everything on your plate because after the war there wasn't, you know, so that's kind of ingrained in him and he always finishes his plate. And he's in good shape, but he always says, I don't know how you can leave things on your plate. And I said, but I'm full. Right. Well, I, I started and ordering I, appetizers for dinner. And, yeah, and that's, I, that's a better portion. Or I eat a small piece of my husband's fish and I add it, you know, to whatever I get. I also, for appetizers, I like to eat something with protein in it because I'm, I'm starving. And it's almost like I want to eat my dinner while everyone else is, you know, having their soup and, and lettuce. Because, oh, okay. yeah, because, you know, especially I like to have a cocktail and cocktail likes bread. <laughs> and I would like <laughs> bread unless it's really worth it. What's, what's your tipple? Oh, definitely vodka on the rocks, you know, uh, uh, with ice. I pour a lot of ice in it so it dilutes and I get water in my in my system. So vodka on the rocks with three olives is mine. Oh, really? Yeah, Actually, well, I think I think they drink cocktails much more in America than they do. I think than they do here. We, I think we we drink more kind of no, wine. I think. Are you kidding? I mean, all the really? hotels I stay at, you know, I go to the Conant, and there's it's the the bar and the martinis. It's right before dinner. Oh, so, really? But yeah. don't you think if it's the hotel that they're people coming in from different countries? Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I, you know more about your culture than I do. <laughs> no, it's yeah. interesting because I the only time I ever had cocktails, I did a, a show on Broadway in the 80s, mm. and we used to, after the show, we always went out and treated ourselves, it was our treat, to have um, uh, a margarita mm -hmm. or two. <laughs> no more because I couldn't stand up after. <laughs> and actually I still do like those, but I don't let myself do it because they're a bit dangerous when you want a party that tequila is yeah. when you want a party you know i think vodka is more when you want to just take it down a notch which i usually need to take it down a notch it, it mellows you yeah <laughs> so when you went from doing you got into the the makeup business and you know uh, makeup artist business mm -hmm. and then what was the next kind of step where you suddenly thought I'm going to do my own brand or did somebody approach you or yeah well first of all my you know when I started doing makeup it was the 80s and makeup had turned into this you know contour and overlined lips and all these things that I really wasn't either I wasn't that good at it or I just didn't like it so I started actually doing things like blending <laughs> the blush and having a foundation that matched your skin. Little things that I realized became my signature. And so people would hire me, photographers would hire me when they wanted a more natural. So I found my, my niche and I worked mm -hmm. with people like Patrick or 
Bruce Weber or, you know, just different people that liked the kind of makeup I did. I didn't have to jump out of my comfort zone and, and paint faces. So one day I was on a shoot for a magazine. Um, they were doing a story on a makeup artist, makeup shopping downtown. And I walked into one store, there was a chemist and he had these lipsticks and I said, wow, what are these? And he said, they're things I make in my home. You know, he's lived in Pennsylvania. And I said, I have an idea for a lipstick. I used to, I don't like lipstick. I never did. But I had an idea for a lipstick that wasn't greasy, wasn't matte, didn't smell bad, and looked like the color of your lips. And I thought, oh, I'll make one and I'll sell it. Wow. <laughs> and so that happened. And then I realized not everyone has the same color lips. So I sat down and I thought about all the different people I knew, you know, models and people from other countries and nationalities. And I made lipstick in various lip colors, plus a red, plus an orange, plus a pink. And I started selling them out of my house. And one day I met a woman at a party and I asked her what she did. She told me she was a cosmetics buyer for Bergdorf Goodman. I said, oh, I'm a makeup artist and I have <laughs> lipstick. And I launched 10 lipsticks in Bergdorf Goodman with a three-month-old baby in my arms. Amazing. I, I love people's stories. Aren't they amazing? It is. It is. And honestly, I think if I had a crystal ball, my 30-year-old self, to say this is what you're going to be doing, I wouldn't have done it. I don't know if you're the same. But it's, you know, I've done a lot of overwhelming things where I kind of walk out of there. I'm like, wow, that was interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Well, you know, what happened to me happened to me. I didn't kind of plan it in the 60s. Right. And I, I was, I, you know, I thought they'd all gone mad because I, you know, I was this funny little kid with skinny legs and, and, you know, that makeup was what I used to do at weekends. I did that because I had a rag doll that had big eyelashes drawn <laughs> on. So oh, I, I, you know, like all teenage girls, my friends and I used to play with makeup, like you yeah. said, you know, you do, teenage girls do that. Wow. And that's the look I came up with. Raggedy Ann. Yeah, Raggedy yeah, with the, with the lashes. Oh, my gosh. And um, so I bought myself some eyelashes and I, I got the old-fashioned pot of black yeah. um, eyeliner Right. And a bit of water or a, a bit of saliva. And then I draw the ones under my eyes. Wow. And I, But I was only allowed to do that at weekends. You know, I was a schoolgirl. Yeah. We weren't right. allowed makeup. And so when suddenly somebody, you know, sent me to be looked at to do a photograph and my hair was in terrible state and I used to dye it myself and, and they sent me to have it cut. And it was the haircut that mm. kind of put it all together. But the makeup, I'd actually oh. because we didn't have makeup artists then in England. They, they, I don't think they really started working here until late sixties. Hmm. So we did yeah. it ourselves. <laughs> wow. Well, luckily but, you but had the right. talent. But well, only because that's what I wanted to look like. And you know, I was so young. I didn't. I didn't really need foundation. Yeah. I didn't. And I used to do. Mm. Funny enough, I used to do what was. Do you remember the old-fashioned pan stick? Yeah, I used to do a natural pants because I didn't want my lips to stick out. It was all about the eyes, and I used to put pan stick on my lips. <laughs> have, you, have you ever made a palette, an eye palette, or anything? I've talked to people, but I'd it, one of my dreams that I haven't yet 
accomplished is is to do something like that to do a, a, a you know like a a makeup box with all the colors and, and you know i just i just think it'd be a wonderful thing to do and i, I will volunteer to have the discussion because oh I, let's really so, oh, so amazing and really so empowering well a it would be amazing for you to have the younger generation you know google you and know everything about you plus women that did were obsessed with you or or you know it, it'd be amazing to like talk to them about what what it what it's like to be twiggy in your age and how positive oh. it is, how positive it is and not negative so oh how love well when you come to london yes let's meet <laughs> we'll have to oh, have that's so, so exciting yeah oh really i can't believe it i've, oh, I've gone so all, i've gone all hot but what's interesting and you're right because like you i'm sure i i still get quite a lot of fan mail yeah and they're either women, well, sometimes men, but women mm -hmm. of my age who grew up with me. Yeah. But the majority, I, I amazingly, it's still, I mean, you know, I'm in, I'll be 73 next week, mm. are from girls between 16 and 25 who are obsessed with the yeah. 60s. Right. Yeah. So there, there is definitely an audience out there, you know. And, oh, totally. Um, and, you know, Liberty, we'll have to launch it at Liberty. Holly's probably like right now, like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, she's probably jumping for joy. Oh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys heard it here. So, yeah, Whoa. think what it would be. I mean, I, I always okay. get an instant like visual of what something could be. But this is this will be yours. So you have to think. Oh, about wow. It. OK, well, let's meet off air. <laughs> yeah, off air yes. And um, that's very exciting. I didn't, I didn't dream something like that would happen. But it is. It's one that you know. You have kind of things that you tick off that you've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And we we have had, you know, people approach, but they just weren't right. It wasn't the right thing, and or we didn't see eye to eye. I think it's got to be. You've got to find a, a soulmate to do it with. I think if you do it. Yeah, and somebody right. you and admire, you also have to, and somebody yeah, and start small and test it and say, "Wow, that was amazing!" Here, let me take this and do something else with it. Instead yeah, of absolutely. so many people kind of jump in big and then it fails and then you're done. Exactly. So I, I, I agree. Find, One hundred you know, little, little digestible bites work best. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, we we're going to have a very fun meeting. <laughs> When do you launch? I need your date of your launch at Liberties to tell everybody. Yes, it is the Monday the 24th. And how long will you be in London? Just for about four days because okay. I'm, we're going, my husband and I are going on a hiking tour of Italy for our anniversary first wow. of Sicily. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And um, then we're coming for the launch and then I'm going to want to hurry home and see this grandbaby. So you're a hiker. I'm a walker. I'm not a hiker. I'm afraid okay. of heights. I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> um, I, I don't like drop-offs. I've done some oh, trips. We both, my husband and I love active trips. He's, you know, he's very active. He's always in the first group and I'm in the last group. <laughs> it's a walking, you know, a walking, hiking of of Sicily. So have I've, you been to Sicily? I have you? not. Oh God, it's yeah, so beautiful. That's what I hear, and I could literally walk off my pasta, which excites me. <laughs> Actually, one of my first modelling jobs in 1966, 
And I'd never been abroad. I'd never been anywhere. You know, I was just a little kid from um, a suburb in London. And I got a booking for a knitting pattern company. Uh And they were shooting the pictures in, in Sicily. So I think it was the first time I ever got on a plane. So I was a bit nervous anyway. And we landed, we landed at night Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there's a very big volcano in Sicily called Mount Etna, mm. but I didn't know that, you know. <laughs> and we got in this van that picked us up at the airport, and I can remember driving along, looking out the window at what I thought was just the black sky, and all I could see were red flames. Mm. Wow! <laughs> and, I, and I remember saying to the driver, "What's that? What's that?" And he said, "Oh, Mount Etna." Uh. And and it does it it. it throws up there it's it's fine it's it kind of it's it's an active volcano uh-huh. but, but and it's in, and in the daytime you can't see it because of the right oh. but it was that's my memory of Sicily. wow all right i'll let you know <laughs> but I've, i'm here to tell you the story so okay good. Good. <laughs> but it is a beautiful island and you'll get great food there yeah. absolutely okay. brilliant yeah. oh this has been so it's so lovely to meet you oh, you too you too. Really lovely. Yeah. So the other thing I want, I must ask you before you go, this hotel, how did that yeah. happen? The George Hotel. Well, my um, husband is a developer. That's what he does for a living. Oh, okay. When I called him and told him I was no longer um, working at my company, you know, eight, number one, he was thrilled because I've been so, you know, so busy for all those years that I was there. And he picked me up and he said, I have an idea. I just bought this building. I was going to turn it into apartments, but why don't we do a hotel? And, and I was like, okay. I mean, I never had the idea, but then I started as my entrepreneurial brain. I said, I don't know how to build a hotel, but I sure know how to stay in them. I know what <laughs> I like. So it's 31 rooms and mm-hmm. called the George. It is UK inspired. We, have the most amazing team. We've had so many celebrities stay there when they're filming movies. We, you know, I, I mean, I don't need to name drop, but there's a ton of them. And we have, someone just got engaged last week and I was part of the surprise. And I went over there cause she was a makeup artist from North Carolina. So they're just magical things that happen. And I love, I just love decorating. So it's it's what i'm actually i that's i that i'd love to do actually but that's a mammoth task it is is definitely i mean luckily my husband does the heavy lifting and he's you know very very cool and talented uh, developer his taste level is impeccable i do the partnerships i do the you know the the robes i do the sheets i do the mattresses i do all the food you know the things that amazing yeah and how long did it take before before it opened? A good two years. Yeah, you know, amazing. Two years, and um, you know. Oh, well, a- if we ever get back to America, we'll oh, we'll, we'll come down and and hundred percent and yeah. visit. Yes, called the George <laughs> the George Montclair. I'm, I'm going to go online when I get off yeah. from you. Yeah. Have a look. Listen, it's been so lovely to meet you, and um, and we'll meet we'll meet in London. We will. Exciting. Lovely, lovely. Have a lot. You've got a shoot day today, yeah? I do. I do. I'm. I'm ready. Like you know, it's gonna okay. be a long day. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, so I'll see you in London, Angleterre. Thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> wow, that was quite an amazing chat. 
What a lovely lady. What a clever lady. I love her inspiration and, and the fact that, you know, you should kind of go after what you want to do. And even if it's hard, keep going at it. Wonderful. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'll see you soon. Bye. If this is your first time listening to Tea with Twiggy, please do remember to tell your friends. You can also subscribe for free on your podcast app and listen to all my previous guests. If you want to connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at Twiggy or you can find me on Instagram at Twiggy Lawson. My thanks go to all the people that have helped this podcast happen. Many thanks to James Carroll and all the team at North Bank Talent Management. Thanks to all the team at Stripped Media, including Ben Williams, who edits the show, my producer, Kobe Omanaka, and executive producers, Tom Wally and Dave Corkery. The music you can hear now is my version of Waterloo Sunset by The Kinks. If you'd like to hear the whole song, you can find it and all the other songs I've recorded on iTunes and Spotify. So check it out. I look forward to you joining me for my next episode. So see you then. Bye. You just heard a stripped media production. 